Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Michael Fields here. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It is of the Lord's mercies that we have not been consumed. His compassions, they fail not, yet they're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I'm so glad the Lord has allowed us to come together one more time. This is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. want to give the saints an opportunity to come on in as we prepare our hearts and minds to receive the word of God, to go into God's holy word. And I want to thank you for every Wednesday tying in with us, the saints of God here in Washington, D.C. at Greater Refuge Temple, and those saints of God at our sister church, Refuge Temple Annex in the Bronx, and those of you who have been connecting weekly, consistently, faithfully, I say praise the Lord to you. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we love you so much and we're so grateful for this opportunity to share your word and to receive a word from you. I pray that you would minister to our hearts and minds. <clears throat> oh God, lay your hands upon us. Speak to us. Speak to our hearts. Speak to us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, um, I want to revisit something that I, I will be revisiting from time to time. I think it's important uh, for, well, I won't say for preachers. It's something that the Lord put in me uh, every now and then to come back to teaching on holiness and the rapture of the church. I think it's important that we keep those things in us, in our hearts and minds, that we should live holy and that we should be ready when Jesus comes. So uh, it's been a while, uh, but I'm sure some of you would remember some of the classes that I've already taught in dealing with the second coming of Jesus Christ uh, on the rapture. Uh, one lesson was entitled, Today Could Be the Day. And uh, another lesson was entitled, Where is the Promise of His Coming? And um, this week, I want to go back and revisit uh, the second coming of Jesus Christ. But the title of this lesson is going to be Dark Days Ahead. Dark Days Ahead. Um, the Rapture of the Church is the next great event that's going to take place. The rapture of the church, where our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will come and he will meet us in the air. And um, it's going to happen. The rapture of the church is going to happen. And um, I want to come out of First Thessalonians uh, tonight, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, and then we'll go to 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1, verses 6 through 12, and then also uh, chapter 2 of 2 Thessalonians, verses 1 through 17. Um, I'm going to read for you 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 11, and then we'll go to the other scriptures that I stated as we go through the lesson tonight. <clears throat> 
First um, Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And remember, the title of the lesson tonight is Dark Days Ahead. Um, and I know some may, may have an issue with the title of, of the lesson tonight. Uh, but I have to tell you the truth uh, and nothing but the truth. Um, things are going to get worse. Everything that's happening now, Jesus said, and this is just the beginning of sorrows. So let's go into the word so you'll understand more of what I'm saying. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God have not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. That whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Now, uh, listen, this aspect of the Lord's coming. Jesus is coming. Yes, he is. Jesus is coming again. And this aspect of the Lord's coming, it is our blessed hope. <laughs> What sense would it make for my Lord to save me, wash me of my sins, and that's it, just leave me here? No, he promised, I'm going away to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be also. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you so. And he's coming back for his people. He's going to crack that sky. So... It is our blessed hope. Yeah, the pole star of our faith is the fact that Jesus Christ is coming to receive his church unto himself. Uh, and it should be our daily prospect, our daily anticipation. Yes. Let's go to Titus uh, chapter 2, verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So this is our blessed hope that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming to receive his church unto himself. So it is our daily, it should be our daily anticipation. And the cry in our hearts should be just like uh, what is recorded in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, and verse 20. Remember these words? He which testifieth these things saith, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. This should be the cry in your soul, in your spirit, day to day. I know 
you want to buy that new house, you want to buy that new car. I know you have plans and and uh, you want to get degrees and there's nothing wrong with that. Hallelujah. But there's nothing more greater anticipated. There should be nothing more uh, more pushing or pressing in your soul uh, than the fact that Jesus Christ is coming to receive you unto himself. Hallelujah. Yes, because if all we have to look forward to is what we have here on earth, Paul said it like this, then we are men most miserable. So the coming of the Lord into the air to remove the saints. He's going to meet us in the air and he's going to take us out of here. Um, for us, for the saints of God, for the church, it's going to be a wonderful day. But could you imagine what it's going to be like for the world? Could you imagine the reports on the news and uh, what's going to happen all over this world when the church has been taken out of here? Um, it's going to be probably one of the most solemn or terrible times on this earth uh, for the unbeliever. Yeah, because there will then break upon the world a period of great distress, according to the word of God, suffering and warfare. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's going to be a fearful and dark time, and that time is called the Great Tribulation. Now, if you make the rapture, you won't have to worry about the tribulation period. But there's going to be some dark days coming. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24, verses 21 and 22 says, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Just want to read some more scriptures for you. I'm in the book. Same chapter, Matthew 24, but I'm going to go down to verse 29. And read verses 29 and 30. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Mark 13, verse 24. But in those days after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. Revelation 7 and 14. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. This is during the great tribulation. Hallelujah. It's coming. And if you don't make the rapture, you'll have to suffer through that tribulation period. And I've said it early in earlier lessons, the tribulation period really isn't for the church. If you miss the rapture, it's because you stepped out of the church because you're no longer in the church. Hallelujah. Remember that old gospel hymn, Are You In the Church Triumphant? So here we're talking about the day of the Lord. 
prophet Isaiah speaks to us out of the 13th chapter, verse number 9. Listen to what the prophet says. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh. The day of the Lord. He's talking about a tribulation period. The day of the Lord cometh cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate. And he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. I'm in the book. I'm going to read that one again. Isaiah 13 and 9. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy who? The sinners thereof out of it. Joel chapter 2 verse 1. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand all through the scriptures. Tribulation period, hallelujah, is being prophesied and is, is being prophesied uh, concerning those who refuse to repent and give their life to the Lord, who refuse to accept the Messiah, to walk in the holiness of God. There are many more scriptures. Let's read some more. Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 14 through 18. It says, The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hasteth greatly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man, shall cry there bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and glooming, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers. And I will bring distress upon men that they shall walk like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord and their blood shall be poured out as dust in their flesh as the dung. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. Why? Because they, we've been serving other gods. We've been rejecting him. Hallelujah. And he says, I'm a jealous God. For he shall make even a speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. So it's going to be the darkest period the world has ever seen. Darkest period in this world's history in comparison with those other things that have happened in our history. Cruelties. Uh, even as you read the scripture, it's going to be worse. Uh, even if you compare it to the cruelty of the Philistines and the Assyrians uh, when they sieged Jerusalem or the tortures and Inquisition, the campaigns of Napoleon and Hitler uh, and Mussolini, the bloodshed uh, of World War I and World War II, hallelujah, it's going to be a worse atrocity even to what the Nazis did to the Jews or hallelujah, what was done uh, to the black race, there are dark days coming. Hallelujah. And the Bible speaks about this. Who shall be able to stand? What we need to do is make sure our hearts are right with God. Make sure we have the Holy Ghost and hold on to our salvation. Yes, it'll be the darkest night before the dawning of the day. The Bible talks about that millennial glory.
Hallelujah. Because when the day of the Lord culminates in the fearful battle, the battle of Armageddon that's spoke about in the book of Revelation and that great tribulation has run its course, right? According to scripture, the tribulation period will last for seven years. The Lord is going to return to set up his kingdom upon the earth. That's going to be the millennial kingdom. So after tribulation comes, hallelujah, millennial kingdom. So uh, let me explain a little more because the rapture refers to when Jesus comes for his church. But before he sets up that millennial kingdom, hallelujah, he's going to come with his church. So after the tribulation has run its course and the Lord returns to set up his glorious kingdom, this will begin the earth's golden age. Hallelujah. I wish I had time to really dig into it. And you can't really get it in one Bible study. You got you to gotta chew on it for a while. And I might do that. Let's see how the Lord leads us. But Paul refers to this time uh, of sorrow and judgment. Uh, when he writes in the book of First Thessalonians, uh, and we read those verses already, uh, chapter 5 of First Thessalonians, verses 1 through 11. Um, he also deals with it in Second Thessalonians, chapter 1, verses 6 through 12. And let's, let's read those verses. Uh, Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints. And to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. He also writes even further when he goes into uh, same book, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Um, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Hallelujah. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in this time. 
for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Hallelujah. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pull out three truths concerning these dark days that are coming. Uh, out of the scriptures that we read, I opened up reading 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, was our anchor scripture, verses 1 through 11. And then... Um, from out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 6 through 12, we read out of those scriptures, and we just read also uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 12. And later on, we'll spill in uh, to uh, 13 through 17 of that particular chapter in 2 Thessalonians. But there are three truths that I want to pull out of this as we talk about the dark days that are coming dark days ahead. The first is, of course, the rapture, that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he is coming for his saints. He's coming for me. Hallelujah. He's coming for you. Jesus is coming. That's the first thing Paul wants us to know. Jesus is coming. The Lord is coming again. This is described in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, remember? Hallelujah. God gives him this revelation of the rapture. Thank you, Father. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, hallelujah, shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. Rapture. Jesus is coming for us. Oh, yes, he is. He's coming. Jesus is coming. He's coming again. But Paul then, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, he has so much more to say. And we opened up with this, but I want to read it again. He says, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, 
you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. Because they had asked him some questions about when is the end going to be and tribulation period. What about this tribulation period? Uh, and he's telling them up front as he opens chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians, I really shouldn't have to talk to you about tribulation period. Why? Because the tribulation period really isn't for the church. If you make the rapture, you don't have to worry about tribulation period. He says, but of the times and seasons, I, you have no need that I write unto you for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord is coming as a thief in the night. And when they shall say peace and safety, sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child. They shall not escape. They shall not escape. They shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. No. Hallelujah. Paul has so much more to say. Uh, and he goes deep, deeper into it, telling them, all right, let's talk about it. You want to talk about tribulation? Let's talk about it. But really, I shouldn't have to write anything to you. Hallelujah. Because the church is going to be raptured. So what will it mean? What will it mean to those who are not saved? Those who have heard the gospel, those who refuse to be baptized in Jesus' name, wouldn't tarry for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Laughed at the church, laughed at the gospel. What about those? Hallelujah. Who sat in church and wouldn't turn their lives over to the Lord. Hallelujah. Refused to, to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost or refused to walk up rightly before the Lord. What will it mean to the unsaved? What will it mean? Well, uh, according to the word of God, it's going to be a time of surprise and alarm. Remember, uh, time of surprise and alarm. Hallelujah, because he's coming as a thief in the night. First Thessalonians 5 and 2, you yourselves know that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So we're told that the Lord is coming like a thief in the night. So to those who are not saved, it's, it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be like somebody came in and, and stole from them. What are you talking about, preacher? What is, what is going to be stolen? Well, two will be laying in the bed. One will leave. One will be taken. And the other will be left behind. Two walking in the field. One will be taken. So it'll be, it'll be like the movie Body Snatchers. They'll be snatched out of here. Like a thief in the night, it will be suddenly and unannounced. Unannounced. Yes, the trump is going to sound. But the only ones that will hear that trumpet are those who are filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Those of us who remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. In the Corinthian church, he said, we shall be changed. Hashanda, hallelujah. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. Suddenly and unannounced. Hallelujah. Verse 3. 
And that very chapter, he said, for when they shall say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Hallelujah. So that verse tells us, and, and we hear much talk today of peace and safety, right? Just the other week, they're talking about peace talks after all of that fighting in, in the Middle East between the Palestinians and the Jews. Listen, listen, and I, I think I was saying this during Sunday school, Sunday, uh, the saints need to stop being so political and get into the word of God. The saints need to stop bickering and fighting as Democrats and Republicans and going at each other about uh, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, we are children of God, and you better get into the word because it's unfolding right before us. Yeah, hallelujah. They're talking about peace and safety, peace and safety, but it is at such a time as this that there will be great sorrow for the unsaved. Yes, because when Jesus comes and takes us out of here, and those who are not saved have been left behind, it's going to be great sorrow. It's going to be weeping. And the Bible says, and gnashing of teeth. There'll be absolutely no escape. According to verse 3, no escape. Like a woman who is in travail, pregnant with a baby. You can't, you can't escape uh, those pains. You can't get a, no. So he says, you won't be able to escape. As travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. So there will be absolutely no escape. Every Christian, every born-again believer will, will have been removed from this earth. Everyone that has been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, will quicken our mortal bodies. Hallelujah. So every child of God will be removed from this earth, right? And just like in Noah's day, when they had to go into the ark and he preached it's going to rain and they laughed him, they scorned him. Hallelujah. They were, but those who were outside the ark remained outside. And when it was time to go, hallelujah, the Bible says God shut the door. And it, the Bible says it's exactly like this. And the door was shut. God shut the door. So when the Lord comes, those who do not belong to him will be left behind. I'm going to read out of Genesis. Genesis chapter 7, verse 16. For those of you who don't believe me, and they that went in, talking about those who went into the ark, and they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh as God had commanded him. And listen to these words. And the Lord shut him in. So listen, when the door is shut, won't be no reopening. When the rapture comes, hallelujah, it won't be no, oops, I forgot you. And I let me open, reopen the sky and pull her up. No, when it happens, it happens in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. And you want to be ready. The dead in Christ shall rise first. And those who remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. But to the unbeliever, it's going to be a terrible time. For the unsaved ones, it's going to be a terrible time. Hallelujah. What, what, will, what will the coming of Jesus Christ mean 
for those who are saved? My Lord, do I have to ask that question? What will it mean to the saints when Jesus comes? He could come any moment now, any moment. And like it says in Revelation, even so now, Lord, come, Lord Jesus. He may come any moment. Hallelujah. He may come any moment. So let's go to First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2. He's coming like a thief in the night, right? But in verse 4. But ye brethren are not in darkness. Talking about the children of God. So the un, to the unsaved is going to be like a thief coming in the night. But to the saved it's going to be uh, because we're not in darkness. Hallelujah. He's not going to overtake us like a thief. We're anticipating the Lord coming. He may come at any time. He might come before this lesson is over. Verse 5. Ye are all the children of light. And the children of the day, we are not of the night, nor of the darkness. So to those who miss the rapture, they're the children of darkness. Hey, Shanda, glory be to God. But those who are caught up to meet the Lord, those who are pulled out of the graveyards and get their glorified body. Hallelujah. We are the children of the light. So he's not coming, sneaking on us because we are anticipating his return. And those who have died in Christ, they already know that they're going to rise first. He shines glory. I feel this in my soul. My God, if he comes as a thief unannounced, it means that we cannot fix the date. No man knows the day nor the hour when the Son of Man shall appear. Let's go to Matthew 24 and 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. That's Jesus talking. But we are prepared. Children of God will be prepared. Children of God will be prepared. Children of God will be prepared, hallelujah, when he does come. Let's go back to verses 4, uh, 5, and 8 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, right? And uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 4 says, But ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all... The children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Let's go to verse 8 now. It says, but let us, but let us who are of the day, those who are saved, those who are filled with the Holy Ghost, who died in righteousness, who are living in righteousness when the Lord appears, he says, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Hallelujah. The hope of salvation. I'm enjoying this lesson. I don't know about you, but I'm getting excited in my spirit. So um, he's reminding us 
the Lord is coming. We don't have time to play. Hallelujah. And when he takes this church out of here, it's going to be a terrible time on the earth. Yes, the believer has an escape. The unbeliever, to the unbeliever, there shall be no escape. But to the believer, the child of God, a born-again believer filled with his presence. Hallelujah. We have an escape. Let's go to verses 9 and 10. Um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, my God, wanted dead or alive, when you have the Holy Ghost, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. So it won't matter whether I'm living or dying. If I'm his, I'm his, and he's coming back to get us. But to the unsaved, it's going to be a terrible time. So as we think of the dark days that are ahead, excuse me, as we think of those dark days that are ahead, those who have not and will not receive Christ in their life, hallelujah. For this world that are coming, for this world and for the unsaved, we, might, we may thank God, thank God, thank God for the way of escape that he's made for us. You don't have to miss the rapture. You don't have to lose out. No. If I'm talking to someone now who hasn't received the gift of the Holy Ghost, give your life to the Lord so you can make it in. Hallelujah. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's it. Hallelujah. That's what it's all about. Making it in. Hallelujah. I want to see Jesus. I want to make it in. I don't want to, hallelujah, have to go through tribulation period. He brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. So there's no reason for me to have to go through the dark days that are coming. If I stay with Christ, I'll be with him. If I live saved, remember that song? If I live right, heaven belongs to me, my Lord. I feel this in my spirit. I don't even care if I sing it off key. That song is in my soul. If, if I live right, heaven belongs to me. And it really, it really goes, if you live right, heaven belongs to you. Hallelujah. But I'm singing to myself right now. If I live right, I'll make it in. Heaven belongs to me. So the first thing that I extracted from the scriptures that I read to you was Jesus is coming for his saints. And what it means to the unsaved is going to be a time of trial and tribulation. Yes, it's going to be a time of, of drudgery. And no one will escape. But to the saved, hallelujah, after the rapture comes, it's going to, it's going to be a wonderful time. Yes, 
those of us who are in Christ and he's in us, hallelujah, there is an escape. He has made a way of an escape. We have an exit strategy. It's the rapture. Jesus is coming for his people. So the second thing that I extract from the, the uh, scriptures that I read out of 1 Thessalonians, it was 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 6 through 12, and then chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. And we'll go through them. We'll come to them again as we continue to go through this lesson. But the second thing that I pull out of that is that the coming of the Lord is not only when he comes for us, but he's coming with us. When he comes for us, that's the rapture. When he comes with us, that's the second advent. Hallelujah. The prophet in the Old Testament said his feet shall stand again. Hallelujah. On that mount, he's going to touch terra firma. Hallelujah. But here, the coming of the Lord with his saints in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 6 through 12, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in them, in all them rather that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of his, this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we read of that time, we read rather of that time when Christ will return with his people, with his people in judgment to set up his earthly kingdom and that will be called the millennial age. So after that uh, tribulation period, so that means that seven-year period of tribulation, we're going to be with Jesus. Wherever he is, we're going to be with him. Hashandaboshi. Glory. We're going to be with him. Yes, we're going to be with him to be with Jesus. And then when he returns, what I just read to you refers to when he comes with us um, in judgment to set up his earthly kingdom and millennial reign. So what will this mean for the unsaved? The Lord comes in his power. When Jesus came the first time, he came meek and lowly in, in, in humble fashion. He did not come in royal diadem. He was born in a manger. Hallelujah. He came to die for my sins. But when he returns with his saints, he's coming in power. Every knee shall bow. <laughs> Hallelujah. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's going to come with mighty power. 
First Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, rather, uh, chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So at his first coming, like I said, he came in, in meekness and, and humbleness, riding on a cult of an ass. He hung between the heavens and the earth. He, he took on our sins. He was brutalized, bruised for our transgressions. Hallelujah. Yes, he was. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Yes, he was cast out, he was mocked, he was crucified, nails in his hands and feet. Yes, pierced in his side, crown of thorns on his head. But how different it's going to be <laughs> when he comes in glory. Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 25 verse 31 says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. My God, he's coming in judgment. The Lord is coming in judgment. Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 8. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, remember that this is God's revealed truth of what's going to happen at some not very distant future time. Rapture's getting ready to take place, yes. You ought to feel it in your spirit, just like when you can tell it's getting ready to rain. Uh, Yesterday, Lady Fields and I were sitting out in the sun. Uh, we were at Shekinah's uh, graduation, and the clouds were rolling in. Uh, and Lady Fields looked at me and says, it smells like it's getting ready to rain. Hallelujah. That's, that's how much uh, the clouds had rolled in, and there were signs all around us. Listen, in the spiritual realm, there are signs all around us, and it smells like something is getting ready to happen. He's coming. He's coming in power. He's coming in judgment. Hallelujah. And uh, it's, it's, it's not long now. The rapture's getting ready to take place, and all of this stuff I'm talking to you about is going to unravel. He's going to come to punish and banish those who don't belong to him. Hallelujah. Verse number nine. Uh, let's go back to it. Second um, Thessalonians chapter uh, one, verse number nine. Hallelujah. I don't want to lose my place, but here it is. He says, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Think about those words that I just said. Think about what I just said to you. Let's go to Matthew 25 and 46. What, what, what is written there? And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. 
So listen, don't let anybody tell you you can live any way you want to live, do whatever you want to do, be whatever you want to be, and you can still make it into heaven. You better make sure you have the Holy Ghost and that you're holding on, holding on to God. Hasha. Yes, because there is a difference. And sinners are not going to heaven. Hallelujah. And holy folks are not going to hell. Ain't no crisscrossing. Ain't no purgatory. And I'm going to say it again. Sinners are not going to heaven. And holy folk are not going to hell. Listen to this. Jesus is talking here. In um, Matthew 24 and 36. 46 rather. He says it like this. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment. But the righteous into life eternal. Those words are shouting in my spirit. Now I've come that you may have life and that more abundantly. So to the unsaved, it's going to be a horrible time. It's going to be a time where the Lord comes in power. He's not coming to save then. He's already come and saved and died for your salvation. Now is the time to make your calling and election sure. He's coming in his power and his glory. He's coming. He'll be coming in judgment and he will come to punish and banish those who do not belong to him. But to us, the born again believer, when he brings us back with him, hallelujah, the adjustment of all injustices. I'm going to read it for you. Let's go back. Um, first Thessalonians, second Thessalonians chapter one, verse six, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. There's going to be adjustment of all injustices, right? Uh, people are talking about reformations now, uh, reparations now, talking about being paid for all the injustices. Uh, but when Jesus comes back and sets up his kingdom, hallelujah, all the injustices are going to be dealt with. Yes, he's going, he's going to judge the wicked dead. Yes, he is. The Lord is going to make some adjustments. It is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. The wicked seem to prosper, don't they? And get away with any and everything. Uh, but let's look at, at the book of Psalms. I want to take you to the book of Psalms, number 73, verse 12. It says, Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Yes. But further on, in that same Psalm, 73, when he gets down to verse 17, he says, Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. <laughs> David said, I, I, was, I was messed up about this stuff. It seemed like the wicked get away with any and everything. But when I got into the sanctuary of God and got to learn his ways and understand that nobody gets away with anything, he's going to straighten it out. Hallelujah. Let's put that in the in the comment section. God is going to straighten it all out. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. So he's to the save. It means God is going to make some adjustments. 
And then it also means the Lord will be glorified in his saints. Yes, the Lord will be glorified in his saints. Um, 2 Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 10, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So when we return with the Lord, now we're not talking about the rapture now, we're talking about that second advent when he comes with his saints. So when we return with him, we shall be a spectacle to the whole world of what the grace of God has brought about in us. <laughs> yes, Lord, that glory shall be revealed. We'll be sitting among, hallelujah, all of the saints of God will be sitting together in our glorified bodies. And those who have won souls to Christ, Hallelujah. They will rejoice. Verse 10. Um, let's go back to it. When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe. Because our testimony among you was believed in that day. So this is surely indicated here. Uh, if we go now to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. And I'm trying to speed up now because I don't want to hold you too much longer. But I'm feeling this in my spirit. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? What is our hope, our joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For ye are our glory and joy. Yes, the glory and joy of the souls that were saved. We're going to rejoice. Praise the Lord. <laughs> We're going to be with Christ. Hallelujah. Could you imagine? And, and I'm saying that, but really it's rhetoric because my mind can't even wrap around the joy. Hallelujah. The pleasantries how it's going to be, hallelujah. But just knowing that I've made it in, just knowing that I'm with Jesus. But to the unbeliever, it's going to be darkness. It's going to be ravishing. It's going to be incredibly horrible. Can't even fathom. So there are two things I can't wrap my mind about, the beauty and the glory of being with Christ. And there's no way I can really wrap my mind against the drudgery and the and the all of the wickedness that is going to going to be leashed because the people of God have been taken away. And as and as much as it's described in the book of Revelation, there were some things the Lord told John not to write down. Hallelujah. Don't even write it down. My God. So let's push forward because I need to talk about now what is going to be happening on earth between the coming of the Lord. What's going to be happening in between when Jesus comes to take us out and when Jesus comes back with us. We already know tribulation period. 
and what's going to be happening. And I don't have time to dig into Revelation. There's a whole lot that's going to unravel during those seven years. But let me summarize it this way and, and, and restate what's happening on the earth in between the rapture and when he returns with us. So there are two most dreadful things will happen after the church has gone and before the Lord returns in power. Let me say it again. There will be two dreadful things that will happen after the church has been raptured, after we have been taken up out of the earth, and before the Lord returns in power. So, Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 and 12. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showeth himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And know ye what withholdeth that he might be revealed in this time? For the mystery of iniquity doth already work only. He who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And I'm going to explain what that means. And I'll, I'll tell you what it means now. Hallelujah. What it means in a nutshell is it could be a lot worse or it will be a lot worse than it is now because the Holy Ghost will be taken out of the earth. The only thing that's holding back the enemy from doing what he really wants to do and ripping and ravishing as bad as it is, it'll be worse after the rapture, after the church is taken out of you. So the Holy Ghost will be taken away. So he says, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. That's verse number seven. The Holy Spirit. So that's that's a dreadful thing that's going to happen. One of the things that will happen after the church has gone out, after the church has been raptured, right? The Holy Spirit will be removed from the earth. I'm going to read verse 7 again. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Wickedness is already here. Hallelujah. John wrote in his gospel. He says that the spirit of the Antichrist is already here. He wrote that thousands of years ago. But when the rapture comes, the saints are going to be snatched out of here. The Holy Ghost will be removed from the earth. Hashandayama, glory. He is at present resident within the church. Right. He is the Holy Ghost in us. 
my God, and he lives in us. He lives in me. That same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is going to quicken our mortal bodies. The Holy Ghost will be removed from the earth. Hallelujah. And here in the world, hallelujah, right now the Holy Ghost is a restrainer. Hallelujah. The devil can't do everything he wants to do. Because the Holy Ghost is a restrainer. Sin is being restrained. As bad as it is, the Holy Ghost is restraining. Evil is being restrained. But when the Holy Ghost is snatched out of here, oh, dark days are coming. Number two, the second dreadful thing that's happening after the church is gone, right? And before he comes back with his saints in power, first thing, right, the Holy Ghost is snatched out. Second thing is the Antichrist will be revealed and will reign on the earth. Tribulation has come. Tribulation has started. The church has been snatched out. The Holy Ghost has been snatched from the earth. And the Antichrist will be revealed and will reign on the earth. He can't be revealed until the Holy Ghost leaves. <laughs> he won't show his face until the Holy Ghost leaves. Glory. No, as long as the Holy Ghost is here, he's restraining. Hallelujah. But when the Holy Ghost is snatched away, he shall be revealed. Yes, and the Bible says he's going to be a great statesman, perhaps a religious leader, but he'll be a deceiver. According to Revelation, he's going to trick uh, the Jews, and rebuild that temple, Right? Uh, I've been to the Wailing Wall. That's the only part of Solomon's temple. That, the only part of the temple that is left is that wall. Hallelujah. But if you look, I've, I've stood at the Wailing Wall and prayed. And to my left, uh, there's a mosque there now. When you look over, up over the wall, there's a mosque there now. But the Antichrist is going to deceive them and build a new temple. Hallelujah. And he's going to stand when the, the temple is built. He's going to stand there and say, now worship me. And Revelation says, and then the scales will come off their eyes and they'll see that they've been deceived. Hallelujah. But he'll be energized by Satan. and He'll be the devil's counterfeit. He'll be a counterfeit Christ. Hallelujah. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verses 3 through 5. And then I'll take you down to verse 8 through 12. Let no man deceive you. By any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposed and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he is as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Now let's go to verses 8 through 12. It says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion 
that they should believe a lie, that, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Indeed, these will be the dark days. Indeed, these will be the dark days. It behooves us to make the rapture. Hey, God, every preacher that's preaching the gospel, don't switch up. Don't switch up. Paul said, I, I, even after I preach the gospel, I have to be careful that I myself am not a castaway. Don't change anything. We all have to live right. Everyone has to live holy. Everyone has to live holy. If you want to make it in, because there are dark days coming. Yes, these will be dark days indeed. Finally, I'm getting ready to close. Um, what should be our attitude as we await the coming of our God? What should be our attitude? Let's, let's talk about this. Um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Our attitude. First, first I want to say, as it relates to that, we should be rejoicing. We should rejoice that we belong to Jesus. Yeah, hey, we should be rejoicing that we belong to Jesus. Mm -hmm. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. We should be rejoicing. I have the truth. I've been given the gospel. The Lord has chosen me. He the Hallelujah. He has chosen me to be holy and walk upright before him. And we should be rejoicing. Second thing, as it relates to what our attitude should be, coming into the reality of the rapture is we are to look forward when we shall be with Christ. And I should say we should be looking forward to when we'll be with Jesus. Let's go to verse 14 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And from there I'm going to take you to 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. And if we deny him, he also will deny us. So don't switch up now, child of God. Don't start acting cute and acting like you don't know who Jesus is and walk around acting like you're ashamed to be his child. No, we ain't got time for that. Glory. We got heaven to, to, we've got to make it into heaven. It ain't time to shut down on God now. No, he's coming again. And there are dark days coming. Who shall be able to stand? If you can't make it under grace, how are you going to make it when the Holy Ghost has been snatched out of here? Get it now. Hold on to it now. Because Jesus is coming. You should be looking forward to it. So, here we go again as it relates to what our attitude should be leading up to this. 
We should stand fast, have that attitude of stick-to-itiveness. I'm going to hold on to the Lord. Therefore, brethren, 2 Thessalonians 2.15, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle, whether I told it to you mouth to mouth, mouth to ear, or whether you've read this epistle, but you've received the word, whether you've heard it preached, hallelujah, hold fast to it. Hold fast with the traditions that you've been taught. Hold fast to it. Yes, everybody wants, talking about I want something new, hallelujah, only to find out that that something new is wrong. It's taking you out of the truth. If it's not the gospel, it's wrong. Hallelujah. It's going to take you out of your place in God. It's wrong. Hold fast to the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Stand fast. We must not be disturbed as conditions worsen either. Hallelujah. Don't be so quick to give up. Don't be so disturbed until you lose faith. Jesus is coming and he said these are the beginning of sorrows. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get ready. I'm coming. Be ready. I'm coming. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In the Lord. Now, if you're not doing it in the Lord, it's all vanity. But your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain. So, what else should we be doing? We should be comforting and encouraging ourselves in the Lord. Comfort and encouraging ourselves. Comforting and encouraging ourselves in the Lord. Let's go back. First Thessalonians chapter, second Thessalonians, I'm sorry, chapter two, verses 16 and 17. It says these words. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which have loved us and have given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. My God. Hallelujah. Finally, while we are Waiting while we are living holy and anticipating the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because if he comes in, gets me, and I'm with him in the rapture, he'll come with me. And I'll be with him as he begins that millennial reign. Hallelujah. And I don't want to go beyond that because then I'll have to dig into Revelation and we'll be here for another hour. I don't mind, but you might fall asleep on me. Here's another thing we need to do while we're living for God. 
We are to rescue the perishing. Rescue the perishing. And this should be our cry. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ that be ye reconciled to God. This should be our cry. Be reconciled to God. Come back. Everywhere we go, come to the Lord. Get your house in order. We should even have the mindset of encouraging one another. Be ye reconciled to God. Anything, any area of your life is weak, any place in your life you need God to deal with, be you reconciled. We, we ought to have that kind of, of attitude toward this where we're encouraging not only sinner but saint as well. Tell the sinner to come on, be reconciled. Tell the saint, be revived, be strengthened, be renewed. Jesus is coming. Ain't no time to play church. Ain't no time. Hallelujah, to do anything but get ourselves together because Jesus is coming. There's a song used to sing a long time ago, all this time is left to live for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, no more time to walk in our own ways. All there's left is time to live for Jesus. Yes, he's coming. And I don't know about you, but I want to be ready when he comes because there are dark days coming. Holy Ghost is here now. He's saving and delivering. He can bring us out of darkness into the marvelous light. If we're not right, he is a restorer of souls. He can renew you. He can revive. Hey, God. Come on back, slider. Come on back. Be ye reconciled to God. Come on, child of God. Come on, saint. Be revived. Come back to the altar. Get recharged. Let the Lord renew you because Jesus is coming. Repent, therefore, and be converted when the times of refreshing come. Hallelujah. Because there will be a time where the Holy Ghost will be snatched out of here. The people of God will be raptured and the dark days will be coming. But we'll be with Jesus throughout eternity. <laughs> Hallelujah. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified, freed me forever. And one day, he's coming back on that glorious day. To the child of God, it's exciting. We should be anticipating Saying like John said in Revelation, even so now come Lord Jesus. But to the unbeliever, to the unsaved, dark, dark days are coming. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. How shall it be? Give yourself to the Lord. Give yourself to the Lord. And I dare say, child of God, stay with the Lord. Don't stray. Any day now, any moment now, the Lord may crack the sky. I want to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise your holy and adorable name. 
Thank you for the lesson on tonight. Thank you for your word. Lord, if you see anything in us that should not be, take it away. Cleanse us. Create in us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within us. Blot out our transgressions and restore unto us the joy of thy salvation. Want to be ready when you come. Hallelujah. Father, save those who will receive salvation. Bless those who will receive your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you tonight. You want to be baptized in Jesus' name? Let me know. Send me that request. Admin at grtdc.org. Admin at grtdc.org. Uh, technician will put that information on the screen. You want to be baptized. We'll make arrangements for you to be baptized in that wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have not received the gift of the Holy Ghost. We can arrange. Someone will tarry with you. Souls have been getting the Holy Ghost via Zoom. Conference calling. Hallelujah. Souls have been receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Even in the pandemic, God is still saving souls. So let us know. Send word to me. We'll get back to you. You have a special prayer request. Let me know about it. I'll lay it on the altar and I'll pray over it as I do the other requests that we receive during the week. God answers prayer. Now, if you want to plant a seed in this ministry, you want to pay your tithes, give an offering, you may do so. The technician is putting that on the screen for us right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you Take and bless every seed that's being planted tonight and bring forth harvest in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those of you who are in the Bronx, you may use Givelify and plant your seed. We'll give you time to give now. I want to thank you so much for spending time with me, allowing me into your homes and automobiles and in your offices, wherever you are. The word of God has met you tonight. And I pray that the word of God will settle in your spirit. It's time to be right. Jesus is coming again. The Lord bless you now. And if it be his will, we'll meet again on next week. But in between now and then, there are three things that I want you to do. And you know what that is, right? Be careful, be prayerful, and be holy. Shalom, shalom.